This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Penalty! That is a massive decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockhart is looking for this penalty. Penalty, penalty, penalty. Good afternoon, one and all. Sorry to not start this with a flourish, but uh, what can you do? Jesus H. Christ. Sorry, Wayne. Um, Don't mean to start off with blasphemy, but this team really are sent to kind of drive you to absolute distraction. A hugely positive first half. Saw us kind of, yes, absolutely the goal. Kuchka, do excuse me, I'm not quite with it yet, but Kuchka firing in after the ball had, uh, had had gone across the box. And, you know, 1-0 was uh, at least what we deserved. But as we've seen all season, a host of opportunities missed when we're on, when we're on top or when we're having a reasonable spell ends up becoming infuriation and, a, you know, horror, so to speak. As they always say, it's a game of 80 minutes. Oh, no, hold on. It's 90, isn't it? As Burnley basically came out in that second half and did what you fully expected any team of Burnley's character, capability, skill set to do. Work hard, put you under pressure. We never reacted either on the pitch or from the bench. No substitution in the full 90, even though it's been chronicled everywhere that, you know, Kuchka, at least, will do a lot of lot of running, but he's going to get tired. That's why he gave away a penalty in the last minute against Liverpool. That's why he did the same thing against Tottenham in for the free kick. The, the, the same thing with oh numerous games. So frustrating. So frustrating. Justin, sir, are you there? You can come off mute. I am. Sir. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, mate, yes, right. absolutely. It's, um, it's just Groundhog Day when you think we've actually got a chance here. I mean, that is... 
the record now for the 11th consecutive home defeat. Well, it's always nice to have records, but not ones like that, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was, there was something inevitable about that. As soon as they scored the equaliser, uh, I was sat next to Colin uh, Payne and I, I said to him, they're going to get another one now. It's going to be 2 1. So, yeah, it's massively disappointing. I mean, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it would have been a win. It would have been three points. Is it going to save our season? No, it would have been nice to win. But, you know, it's just it's just Groundhog Day. It's exactly the same as the uh, the, the Brentford game with a sort of a last minute winner. It's, yeah, it's just horrible, mate. It's just absolutely horrible. It's 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 not good. And uh, and I'm very just I'm just resigned now. Just resigned to it. You know, that's it. <laughs> Hello, Chris, by the way. Chris Stark's listening. If you want to jump in, Chris, feel free. (laughs) In fact, if anybody wants to jump in, feel free. Um, Well, we've already got some requests. um, Have you? I'm not surprised. I think I think I think Patrick is somehow uh, already there. Patrick, do you want to come off of mute and uh, and say hello? How did you have a barbecue today? Obviously, we're looking for some positives. Oh, Jesus. Never mind. Never mind. What would you like to say, sir? What would you like to say after that? And then Terry, Wendover, and Charlie will be coming to you very soon, okay? What would I not like to say? This board needs a full clear out. The whole 11 needs to go. Not one of them players can be on our team in the championship next season. You can say what you want about Loser. He's just, I don't rate him anymore. He has to go. He didn't have the best game today, Loser, I've got to say. But then... You know, there were several players that didn't really have their best game either. I thought the first half was very, very encouraging. I thought, where has this been all season? This sort of attacking football, this mentality of pushing forward. And But, um, yeah, Loser didn't have his best game today, but I still think he's probably one of the, the shining lights in, in the team this season. Just, there's not many. Well, we saw, we saw, and I'm sure if people, there are a number of topics to discuss here today. One of them will be, I'm sure, the notes that, that Scott Duxbury released yesterday when he said that the guys had gone away early to focus and try and bring things, things, things through. And I think a lot of people in that first half would have echoed your thoughts, which was kind of, where's this been all season? Because there was intensity, there was drive, there was determination. The three up front looked like they'd actually met previously, um, which which hitherto had been you know kind of questionable. The fall away and the thing that we've said, all season and everybody said it it's no 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 great shakes to to call it out we have got an absolute glass chin at the back and the defense sat so deep which gives the midfield more space to have to cover to shut down mm. and when with the with the first goal you know loser was having to he was he was bless him he was having to run through treacle he was he was so knackered having to cover so much ground but what happens is the defense drops and it just creates more space for your midfield to try to have to run and chase and harry to put pressure on the ball you've got to be brave you've got to step up and we didn't have any leaders there at all which has been the same all season um i'm going to let in um uh, charlie i'm going to come to you sir um, Charlie, you've been waiting. Uh, guys, we will be coming to everybody. We want to hear what everybody wants to say. And this is your opportunity to agree, disagree, whatever you want to say. This is the platform for you to say it. This is your entitled place to come and have a have a moan or a speak. Charlie, if you want to come off of, off of, off of mute, click your mic. You've always made some good contributions, unfortunately, normally after defeats. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say after that. Gentlemen, Charlie. I think I'd have made a very good contribution with my boots today. Uh, especially the second half. Listen. What, throwing them at them or playing? Uh, anything. I mean, it was quite obvious that um, 
Roy was uh, was he was he actually there today? Because I've seen pictures of him I on the bench. Don't there's there's oh, there's I've, pictures going around I've, Twitter of him with his sunglasses on in the 89th minute, sat there. I don't know whether he was there or not, but um, perhaps he was. Um, I I saw him. At the, I thought I saw him at the start of the game, and obviously, you know, with these Elton John stand, that it always does get the sun. But I didn't see him there after, and obviously, nobody saw any substitutions, which which might be an I area to go towards. Uh, that's, that's that's almost a record in itself, isn't it? I heard something uh, a few weeks ago about uh, having to go back about eleven years for someone to have done that. Um, go on a whole game without making a sub. Anyway, um, perhaps he was sat on the bench watching porn or something. That seems to be the in thing, doesn't it? Bless him. He's uh, <laughs> keeping up with trends. Yeah, listen. I believe a position is coming available for just that skill Bless set. Bless him. I'm, well, I'm good at that. Anyway, first half, brilliant. I thought we were really good. We uh, we played a little bit of uh, some, some bizarre things. We kept putting the ball behind Saar rather in front of him. And he didn't look quite as electric as he normally does. Um but um, first half, great. But then the normal thing happened. Burnley adjusted. They brought on, is it Ashley Barnes, the number 10, I think it is? And um, we couldn't handle him. There's no, Samir just could not handle him. And, uh, and he changed the game and it gave them a little bit more uh, going forward. It's easy to say loser um, had a bad game, but you've pointed out exactly why. They just got tired because there was so much, uh, so much space to cover. And you feel really sorry for him because actually first half I thought he was he was quality. Um, there are players in that team that we need to keep. We have to remember that we're going into the championship. We also have to remember that Messina will be back. Cleverly and Dan Goslin will be back. Um, if you think you're going to get Zinkenagel, there's no chance because uh, I mean Forrester he's starred in the week. Forrester third in the league. He played brilliant again today. Incidentally, Garner set up two goals for uh, Forrest again today. It's probably not a coincidence there, is there, either. Delhi Bash, probably uh, we, we might be able to keep hold of him, but he's been doing great. If they've got any sense, they'll go elsewhere, won't they? Or they'll stay uh, if bids come in. And I'd imagine the club that we are, we'll, uh, we'll take those bids. But um, where it goes forward from here, it's horrible to say, but Look, you don't. You never want to see your team lose, do you? And that's that's just a given. None of us want to see that. But actually, I think it's comical if Everton go down. So I'm kind of glad in a way because we're not staying up. So I was kind of glad in a way that uh, Burnley managed to uh, frighten the Toffees. Charlie, you've found a silver lining in a bloody great big cloud. So well done. Yes, Everton coming down would be very, very chortle worthy. But I think uh, everybody going into you know that 82nd minute would have loved to have been sitting here with with three points and not everybody venting but who um incidentally obviously uh roy's roy's off and um i tip my hat to uh ray standing on the line the whole game uh today but um we're obviously got a new manager coming in do they do they go back for uh Lunez? because that wouldn't be a surprise would it because we've done crap like that before and equally do you think, uh, uh, matey from Leeds? Because um, I'll tell you Mate, what, he doesn't, speak, he doesn't speak English. And Scott Duxbury may well be thinking, well, he'll cheer everyone up because he plays attacking football. It would not surprise me if he comes in. I doubt Munoz would come back. I, I think that would be very, very, very unlikely. Um, but, but, yeah. Uh, who, who's the Leeds guy again? Can't yeah. remember. Bielsa. Marcelo, Marcelo Bielsa. Would it, I mean, it's all there. It ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? 
he's foreign. He doesn't speak English. He got promotion with Leeds. He plays attacking football to uh, to um, please all of us disgruntled uh, people, um, gobbing off in private meetings that we say that we didn't like, but we'll never actually hear what ever happened. And um, and and it'll cost us loads of money. Well. Um, you know, in fairness to Bielsa, he's he's extremely well regarded. I don't see it happening because he would be on a pretty penny because he's so highly regarded everywhere. Um, uh, Greg, Wendover on, sir. Um, if you'd like to come off mute. And uh, um, I, I believe you spotted somebody who's been talked about in these here uh, dispatches uh, at, at the game. What, what were your thoughts today? Uh, well, firstly, it was nice to meet the uh, you and Justin before the game. That was that was probably the highlight of the day, to be honest. Pretty much, mate. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, don't know really where to start. Yeah, I, I spotted Mogi Baya up there, and I've posted a picture of Mogi on 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 my Twitter page. Um, he was he was up there and sat very near Gino, and don't know what they were plotting. But uh, where do you start? Where do you start? I knew it was going to happen, lads. I knew it was going to. Soon as we miss chance after chance after chance, you just know what's going to happen. Burnley are rubbish, but they are far. They're streetwise, aren't they? They are far more streetwise than we are. They, you know, Barnes came on, and he's a cheat. He's a cheat, but he gets away with it. He went down twice, not given. Went down, went down the third time, given, and a goal comes from the play out, out of it. Um, I don't, I don't know when. Sar, what, what has he got to do to be subbed? Second half, he was anonymous. You know, we've, we've got Kalu, who is who is meant to be electric, on sat on the bench. Let's just have a look at him. You know, not take, not making one substitution in the whole of the ninety. Kuchka was finished. He, he didn't have a bad first half, to be fair. But his legs have gone second. Change it. Oh, I just, I, I, look, I don't know whether I'm watching the same game as Roy. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, well, no, I've had I, enough. I've had enough. It's the cricket season. I've had enough. <laughs> I don't know how much influence Roy had over today, to be honest with you. It was Lewington that was standing there sort of looking very animated in the technical area. I assume it's still... Roy shout if he wants to make a substitution or not. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that was peculiar not to make any changes. I think at about 60 minutes, I said to Colin, probably time to make, you know, bring some fresh legs on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ashley Barnes, he's a street fighter. He's a street fighter. We haven't got one street fighter in the team. We've got, you know, and, and that, that, that route, you know, that lap they did at the end, clapping the fans, that is so false. Have they been told? They've been told to do that. I turned my back on them. I, you stayed yeah, I, that long, Greg. You stayed that long. Rest, rest uh, of us were walking out when the second goal went in. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I wanted to have a quick chat with Luther. To be fair, but uh, that's why that's why I hung around. But uh, I've just had a, I've just had enough, you know. And you know, seeing Mogi Baya up there just summed the day up to me. Really, something's got something's got to be done. We've got a reset in the summer. Young progressive coach. Gibbsy and the coaching staff, or, or maybe even Kenny Jacket there as well, who was also there today, who hasn't got a job. Let's get back to old Watford ways and let's just reset. Let's just reset because I'm fed up with this. Absolutely fed up with it. I'm passionate about Watford, but I, I don't want to go to the next few games. And I might, I might go and watch some cricket. I've had enough. No one would blame you.
No, true indeed, true indeed. I did stay till the end, but that's primarily because I'm, you know, kind of so slow moving that I couldn't have got to the exit in time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for anybody who is, is um, um, welcome everybody who's listening and thank you very much for, for joining us. The for anybody who's not familiar with the name Mogi Barrett uh, or Bayat, sorry, Mogi Bayat, he is a uh, an agent who has been connected, you know, more and more to to Watford um, over the last couple of seasons, and especially so now. So he is uh, he's uh, normally operates under a bit of a veil of a cloud, so to speak, uh, which isn't which isn't great. But hey ho, that is that is where we are at this moment. So. There we go. Uh, let's see who shall who shall we bring in? Thank you for that, uh, for that Greg. Cheers, I'm going to bring in. I'm going to bring in one of the two members of the Florida Massive or Mafia, either way. Ooh. Uncle Ron, stand by. Uncle Ron, stand by. It's Panto season, everybody. Uncle, uncle, no, Rupert. I'm going to call you Rupert. God damn it! I'm going to I'm going to manage to do it. Rupert, first of all, what would you like to say? And then I have a question for you. Well. I mean, there's, there's, uh, where do I start? I mean, I'm so angry about it. Or as you know, I've been proven right. Let's let's say that we are I've aware. Been proven right. Um, they say things are going to change, but Greg has just said that Mogi Bayat was watching the game, so it's a lie. It's not going to change if this agent, who we have to take all his players from, is a guest of the owner. So it, it's nonsense. Nothing's going to change, is it? And um, if it was going to change as well, they should sack Roy Hodgson tomorrow, put in um, Omar Riza with the strict instructions only to play the young players and the fringe players, see what we have in these uh, senior, senior games that are dead rubbers now we're relegated, but at least see what we have so we can prepare for next season. So I don't buy it that it's going to change because if it was going to change, those two things would happen. It's, it's an hour. Well, in, in fairness, in, in fairness, and I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm here to offer balance for you there. Um, as, as I know, as I know you like, no statement was made about Mogi Bayat's involvement, but uh, what was stated was that, that if, you know, if you, if you didn't see um, either in the program today or released last night online um, to kind of paraphrase Scott's uh, Scott Duxbury's comments were that uh, basically, yes, everything off the pitch was going well and everything on the pitch was uh, below uh, a lev- uh, an acceptable level. It wasn't acceptable and that the uh, the team had uh, had been, you know, kind of put into um, <laughs> an early bath for the hotel to to get prepared in order to try to to make a result today. Obviously, first half it uh, it looked encouraging, and second half it it went to pieces. Uncle, I'm going to ask a question, sir, because uh, you mentioned Omar Risa there, and anybody who doesn't know, he is the under twenty three manager um, and bringing in the young players. And we we saw um, and there was a there was a podcast earlier on this week where we went through some of the top five comments that that uh, that, that we'd asked for for for. From you guys out there and and there was an absolute load that came back which was great one of the common parts to that was trying to develop a young uh, you know kind of a young identity and, and bring through from from the youth and the under 23s and that works but one of the things that was also common was uh seeing the back of roy and potentially seeing the back of scott duxbury as well one of your points which you've made and you've made repeatedly um and i said i was going to ask you the question about it you said that what you wanted to see was an employed or currently employed manager bought in why was why is that element of it important to you and do you have somebody in mind I think it's very important because the people we brought in have 
uh, either generally been out of work for a reason. Um, Roy Hodgson was out of work because Crystal Palace knew that he was, uh, a, you know, a dinosaur. Obviously, didn't say that, but everyone knew it. And the comments of various Crystal Palace Palace players since he's left uh, bear that out. Um, why can't we hire someone young who's been a success, never failed elsewhere, and headhunt them? I mean, this is why the term headhunter exists. They're people employed to be headhunters. You want the best. Why, why bring in a failure? Well, well, I've been headhunted, so that's a that's a show that it's no guarantee of uh, acceptable standards. Um, but in, in terms of in terms of that that profile, have you got any name in mind? And Sahil, I'm going to be coming to you next, and then I'll be coming to you, Ed. Well, there's a few been mentioned. I, Russell Martin's been mentioned. I doubt he'd go from Swansea to Watford without guarantees of the owner not meddling. Uh, Neil Critchley's been mentioned. Um, there's the chapper MK Don's forgotten his name. Many people, many people. I don't want someone who's out of work. I don't want Fair someone enough. out of work. Sir, you've made your point. Well done. We might come back to you. I'm going to Peter, turn across Peter. to Sir. Yes, sir. Just before we move on to the to the next speaker, mate, um, a couple of uh, five-word match reviews. But before that, I just want to say about the, the communication that came from Scott Duxbury. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a little bit late to start saying these things but I did actually think there was a modicum of humility in it um, which is something that we've been saying for a long time with the comms coming out of the club just show some humility show some understanding that you know that things aren't great and that we're you know we're suffering a little bit and I, I do think that communication actually had that in it so um, I just wanted to, to, to point that out a, a few um, five word match reviews here sorry my screen's just frozen we've got uh, Mikey Abraham says, I'm cooking pork chops. So I guess he didn't actually watch the game. Uh, Ian Bacon says, Rotherham, Rotherham away next season. Chris Bone says, utter, 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 utter shite. Um, what else we got here? <laughs> PSH says, is it Groundhog Day again? And then there's lots of ones that say shite quite a lot, to be fair. JM says, does anyone genuinely care anymore? Well, I think we do, which is kind of why we sort of all moan about it at, uh, at the end of the game like this. Anyway, there we go. That was my interruption. Um, back to you. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that my screen has frozen was not actually a five-word match review. I'm my, otherwise, my screen, that's four. No, no, you're okay. That was a... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we knew, we do niche, but that's really niche. That's uh, really Sahil, niche. sir, I've, uh, if, you, if you press your mic button, you should be able to come on. And uh, hey, Sahil, I hope you are well, but uh, how are you after those last 10 minutes? Hello, guys. Um, look, look, first of all, on today's match, first half, I thought, you know, we played well. We showed like we want to fight that we haven't seen for for a while. Um, first half, I thought we were good. Showed fight, and that's what was needed. Second half, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. We knew Burnley would come out um, second half, all guns blazing, which they did. Um, we sat back. I think we were tired. Where were the subs? What was Roy thinking? You know, you could tell 10, 15 minutes in, they're tired, these players. Make a few subs. Let's try and mix it up. Um, but again, at halftime, what did Roy say to the boys? I would have just said, look, carry on. Let's get a second goal. We're all over them. They're going to come out. Whether the first 10 minutes and let's go get another goal. Um, but no, we sat back. The players were exhausted. And I think that just shows the mentality of where we are at the minute. The players, look, let's be honest, there's a few of them in that team that don't, that, simply aren't going to be there end of the season. They don't want to be there. Fine. Okay. See you later. For the next game, Palace onwards, drop the players. You know, Saar, Dennis, 
They can sit on the bench or they can so do whatever. They're gone anyway. Um, bring up the youngsters, let them play three, four games now and, and see see how they are, see how they perform. Um, and there's no harm bringing them in now. Um, Hodgson, again, you know, he, he looked like he was on the beach today, just like those players. Um, and they all they all, they all, all can go, really. The whole mentality of the club is a mess. Um, and look, we're, we're down. I know it's not mathematically confirmed. We're done. Um, but we're done. We're, you know, we're going down. And for the championship, we're going to need fighters. You know, that's going to be one head of a league that, we, you know, we're going into. The likes of Dennis, for example, if he was going to be in our team, he would struggle down there with all his, you know, trickery and all that that he likes to do. Um, we're going to need fighters. Kuchka, I'd, I'd keep because we know he can fight. And he's been, to be fair, he's been one of our best players the last few weeks. And we've seen a lot of fight from him. Even today, you know, he, he, he put in an effort. Cleverly, I'd get rid of. Obviously, we've got Saar going, Sissoko going, Dennis going. Bring in the youngsters, bring some experienced players. Um, and manager-wise, if I had to pick one now, um, I would go with with Martinez. I've heard good things about him. I know, I know, Critchley, is it Critchley? I think it's been linked and a few others. Um, but I'd personally go for Martinez. But no, we're going to need fight down there in that championship from the start. We're going to need players who want to be there. Get rid of Deadwood, get rid of Duxbury. The mentality from top to bottom needs to change because it's a complete mess. Um, but, you know, we, we these last four games, look, I'd just like to see a bit of fight from the youngsters now. They'll show more fight than everyone else that was on that pitch today. Um, let's blood them through. Let's make some changes. And, you know, it's it's going to be a depressing few months thinking we're in championship. But, you know, we're going to go again and we'll be behind the boys come July, end of July. So but let's hope we make the right changes. So, Hill, great call. Great call. I, I love the uh, the connection to... Roy wearing sunglasses equals him being on the beach, especially from a, a fine, I can see from your Twitter profile picture, a fine sunglass wearer yourself. So you know of what you speak. Um, it's all brilliant stuff. Thank you, sir. Uh, we, 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 we're going to complete our, our round off of, uh, of people in Florida. Ed, if you'd like to click your mic and just, uh, what are your thoughts uh, from, I'm presuming, sunny Florida? Yeah, yeah. Another person on the beach um i'm looking looking out at you guys from a, a few thousand miles away lovely day we're a funny old club aren't we um first and foremost uh you know a modicum of humility um referenced uh, to duxbury there i, I actually think I, I messaged rupert on uh on on twitter and um i, I said is, is that a, a partial admission of fault the answer was you know no uh and one person pointed out and justin i'm not sure if you saw this Watford had muted all responses to that Twitter post, which I think really sums the club up. You know, which which Twitter a, post is this, Ed? Scott Duxbury's message, the one that you know is expressing some humility. Um, well, I certainly saw replies underneath it, but have they now stopped replies being added to it? Then, well, either I'm blocked by the football club, or, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> well, I, I certainly I certainly saw messages going under it last night i thought so maybe that's something that's happened since um i'll have an investigate i'll have a look yeah have, have, a, have a little look now but you know that that to me i find extremely you know it sums up the club really we we will release a very rare uh, communication but then we're not interested in anyone's comments or responses to it um it's it, it epitomizes the football club um and then i think just in in summary of, of where we're at um Watford fans are great people. They're very optimistic. They're very loyal. Um, uh, Greg earlier on, you know, starting to express some serious discontent, um, which is 
declined over the weeks. You know, optimism has moved to um, pessimism and, and then just disinterest, um, which I think from a few Watford fans, you've seen that for, for a longer period of this season. Um, I think, you know, you started hearing me waffle on in the uh, end of December, January about the demise of, of our Premier League season. And, and a lot of people um, may poo-poo that. But, you know, none of what's happened is uh, with the benefit of hindsight. Uh, and unfortunately, under the Pozzo regime, it very rarely is. It's very predictable. Um, today, the end of the game, you know, it sums up, if anyone had any doubt what's gone wrong with this season, it is personnel. You know, we said in December, these players aren't good enough. Whether or not they want it is a different question. You know, I think Leventhal this morning said there's very few bad eggs in this football team. Not sure I or a lot of people on here would necessarily agree with that. Um, but quite simply, the, the legs of, you know, a good chunk of our midfield have gone this afternoon, leaving, I think, Emmanuel Dennis at left back defending two players. What on earth is that all about? Samir, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if people have a, a good opinion of him or not these days, but um, another Udinese reject, um, you know, last week or the week before, Carl uh, had mentioned that the, that the Pozzo model needs to move away from reliance on Udinese players. I think I just want to point out the fact that over the last few seasons, I think all we've received is Samir, Truster Kong and Perica. Um, and before that, uh, a fantastic £8 million signing, Passetto. Um, we don't rely on Udinese anymore. Um, the, the, the reliance on the Pozzo's model of recruitment um, and links to Udinese were referenced and um, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see where our recruitment um, is outside of, you know, as, as one reference, Mogi Bayer and his presence. We're certainly not reliant on Udinese and we're certainly not given anything useful from Udinese. I mean, as Samir was one of their worst performing centre-halves uh, after William Truce de Kong. So, you know, it's, it's worrying. Um, I'll, I'll pause for... Oh, fair enough. No, no, no. It's all so, about getting your, your take on it, Justin. So, yeah, I'm just looking at that uh, tweet from yesterday. There are some comments underneath it, but now um, it's actually impossible to reply to it now. It says people at Watford FC mentioned can reply. So if you didn't sort of put your comment underneath it when it was put out, you can't now add to it. Added to that, I've been sent some messages here saying... Um, well, they're saying here, um, it, it does actually say you can click on it and see that replies have been hidden. Um, so, uh, again, you know, it's not just 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 closing off isn't actually going to stop people from feeling things, yeah. is it? You know, you, you can you can hide all the comments you like, but if people want to say something, it is social media. This is the thing that I was told in all of my social media training. I now do this kind of for a living is that, you know, you have to have a dialogue with people. It is social media. It's not advertising. It's not um, <clears throat> your own sort of PR. It is social media. And if you're going to go on social media, be social. Talk to people. Reply to people. Preach, you know. Elon. Preach. Well, <laughs> yeah, quite, if I had 44 billion to spend, I would have bought that club and closed it. Um, but, there yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'll just, yeah, listen, um, it's very strange. You can't now reply to that. It seems a bit odd. Um, I guess, could you quote tweet it and do it that way? I guess, I don't know. Look, I mean, you can do this, that and the other with Watford Football Club, but as, as we know, the communication channels um, are, are woefully 
um, I don't think inadequate is the right word, but they're an appeasement to, you know, oh, we'll, we'll send this snippet out and everyone will be happy and love us again. But yeah, you know, it's, it, it's cowardice, I think. Um, and, and do you know what? I, I see a, a couple of people listening here with, with blue checks next to their name. And, and Warren, that doesn't include you because, uh, yeah, Chris Stark, I would love for you to come on here um, and, 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 and say your piece. Um, and, he and does. No, Chris, Chris does come on occasionally, actually. He does, he does come on. No, no, on. no. I, I, I see him listening. I, I'd love to hear his opinion of the season and his opinion of the club. I think we, we need more people with a profile. Um, to be speaking up, you know, uh, I, I see Jacob listening right now. Cheers, Chris. I see you uh, joining in. Um, you know, Jacob's been wonderfully outspoken in recent weeks, which is really refreshing to see. You know, some of the very loyal uh, supporters and loyal to the football club have started to speak out. And I think that's I think that's what's needed at this point. Well, then. Chris, if you're about, sir, um, first of all, thank you for introducing me to the entire concept of Mila Kunis. I owe you for that one. Um, <laughs> what, what would you like? To, what would you like to say today, sir? Oh no, I just I've I've just been listening, and um, I think everyone's made really good points. Um, I'm a bit I'm a bit gutted. I wasn't at the game today. I'm I'm DJing in Blackpool tonight. Um, so I couldn't do the game and do that. Um, so look, I can't say too much on what happened today, but I think a lot of the discussion up to now is sort of patterns of this season and, and where we are as a club. And oh, it's such a mixture of things, isn't it? Because it's a kind of reflection on today. It's a, f- a feeling of what's happened this season and opportunities missed. And then also what we do next and what happens next season. So it's a sort of carousel of things going through my 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 head, and sorry, I can't remember the name of the last person who was just speaking. That's really that's really rude of me. That's it. Sorry, Ed. And um, you know, I just heard what you said, and you said about you said about me saying something, and I don't know really. I mean, do you have a question you want to ask me, or or I just have my kind <laughs> of feelings not, in general? It's not so much. But... A, yeah, it's not so much a question, Chris. It's more. Watford fans are too nice. Uh, they say it on the commentary um, uh, over in, in the States every week. You know, they, they're dumbfounded by the loyalty and the and the faith that Watford fans have in the club. You know, um, people sticking around to clap at the end of a game. And, um, you know, Greg hit the nail on the head. You know, he turned his back earlier on. And I think, you know, it, 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 people need to express a serious concern and, and um, distaste for the club and the, and, and the ownership um, it's if we just keep on clapping along and, and um, you know preaching praise for, for for little old Watford who don't deserve to be here it, things are going to get very nasty very quickly um, financially I, I, you know, I, I, get, I get there, what you're but... saying I, I get what you're saying I think but I think there's a few things in that isn't there and you know I think we're all bonded by the same thing we want the best for the club and where we probably differ in certain areas is what our thoughts are on what, on what is best for the club. And uh, look, I mean, it's no secret. I'm, I'm good friends with Scott Duxbury. And, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff that's been put on social the last couple of days. And it's a really, it's a really weird one for me because at the heart of it all, I see people that are involved in this club that love this club. 
And I, I do wonder what it would be in a different situation. I'm not really armed with the knowledge of what something else would be or what a different ownership at Watford would look like. I can only ever talk about my experience of knowing some of the people involved, knowing some of the setup at the training ground, seeing some of the guys work. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, I've equally, I've got my best mate on the other side who's been messaging me from the game today, who's just furious at everything and wants big, massive changes at the club. And it's, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to, to navigate with, with all of our thoughts. I can say mine personally, um, and I guess that's all we can do. And that, and that, for me, is my lifetime of supporting Watford was from, I mean, what, year eight. What what was I? I'm trying to work out what year this was. About but the 12. Ground, <laughs> um, you know, I've seen so much changes at Watford. And I've, I've, we've had so many good times. And this has been just the shittest season. But I think that is acknowledged by people at the club. I would. I'm not a massive fan of the team. I'm not, you know, I think a lot of what's been said about some of the players today, I think is totally true. I don't think there is an identity of, of, of sorts, really. And I think part of the reason we're seeing more from Duxbury is he feels like he wants to express some sort of fight or some sort of showing of caring. And he does genuinely care. So I don't know. My thing would be to everyone on this is, what what else would there be that's better or that would give us the best chance in the championship? And a lot of the people that have been on before me have described wanting to see fighters. And I do believe Scott Duxbury is one of those people. That's my personal opinion. And I think the Pozzos, I, I, I think they're the same. And I think ultimately they want the best for this club. And I worry because I see other clubs where that's not the case. So, look, I, I, I've been listening to everything that's been said and I totally agree with, with all of it. They're all the mixed up opinions and that's what this Twitter space is all about, right? It's a great place for us to discuss it. Absolutely. I'm really disappointed to hear about the social media thing. If, if that's happened, it's little things like that which are just, in my eyes, totally unnecessary. But we don't know what's happened. We don't know who's ordered that. We don't know if that's someone... We, we just don't know, do we? And it's, well, it's kind of pathetic stuff like that which is just such an unnecessary it's just unnecessary isn't it it just adds to it really it just adds to the whole frustration a little bit i think as i say i think the actual message that was put out last night you know was actually a good step it was kind of we own this we acknowledge it and we own it which is like wow that's the first time this season that's been spoken out loud and it's actually showing a little bit of humility um now i can understand if there are loads and loads of you know, four-letter words and stuff put in underneath it. You might want to mute it a little bit, but um, you know, it doesn't. But, but, not... so, but that's just social media, mate, isn't it? Like, I think the thing is, we can get too caught up into like what's been favorited, what gets muted, what, and read things into it. Like, ultimately, we've had a, a shit season. I, I, I'm fascinated to know what everyone is thinking we should best do to set up for next season. I think the idea of playing youngsters is brilliant. I, I, I don't know how it works financially in terms of league position, like in terms of fighting for this. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how all of that works. And, and you know, we, we're not armed with all, all of this information to understand all that. But I, I really, really hope we can go into next season with fighters. I think someone got it bang on when they said that earlier at the championship and 
I just don't want us to go down. I don't particularly want us to change ownership as well as I, I get why everyone wants massive change. I just don't want, I don't want everything to change for the worse. And in my experience of being a Watford fan, we've had some real shockers of owners and I would hate us to ever go back to that kind of way. But that's, that's, my take on it and if anyone's got any questions for me like by all means like far away because i feel like i'm just chatting utter shit no you're not listen i think i think you i think you made some very very good points there um and i think you're you're absolutely right it is a very much a case of be careful what you wish for but i think you know the fact there's been an acknowledgement now look right okay look we get it we know you guys are fed up we're going to try and change things a little bit is a good step in the right direction I think that's a that's a very positive thing that happened yesterday. I think it, it you know a lot of people automatically went too late, you know, too late. Duxby is too late. No, 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 no. He's owning it. He said something. He's 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 he understands that we're fed up, and that's good. It's a good thing. And I think you're right as well. And and uh, the the other chap who said play the play the kids next week going forward. Why not? What harm can it do? What harm can it do? Got nothing to lose now. Put them out. See what they can do. You know, absolutely. I think on behalf of everybody, I think having a national broadcaster, which you asked, Chris, coming on and talking to us and taking your time is is fantastic. And I can honestly say it was such an impressive debut. I think you have a, a future in podcasting and should should consider taking up on a larger scale. You should give scale. it a go, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody yeah. hasn't seen the ability to go and vote for the Peter Crouch podcast um, on uh, for, for, for podcast of the year, then go and do your due diligence and go out and get there and do it. Um, Nelly, 979 you have been waiting so patiently i'm so sorry if you want to come off from you and uh, and either put a question to uh, uh, to chris and then we'll get carl on because carl's just joined us as well no sorry i'm just gonna sorry i'm just in the uh, still enjoying the hospitality of the uh, i'm still looking out over the um over the pitch uh, what a great looking pitch by the way so uh but you know it today you know it, watching it for the first time i've, I've been this is the first time i've been to the ground in a while and um you know First half was, you know, looked so promising. You know, I think it's the hope that kills you. But the second half, as soon as that Burnley goal went in, you know, the heads dropped. You know, the I think that that, that just showed to me why we're going down. You know, it was the whole, you know, as, as a collective, we just looked embarrassingly, embarrassingly woeful. Um, you know, to have Mr. Sissoko as, as as a person leading this football club is, uh, you know, is a complete joke. You know, really, I'm not trying to, you know, pinpoint him as a as a reason why we're going down, but. Uh, you know, it was a complete and utter, you know, you know, joke. But uh, this, this, you know, if I'm trying to, you know, we know how crap it's been this season. I think really that this, and if we can take maybe two or three of those players into next season, then I think that you know we've got to, you know, the we could maybe build a team around those players, the likes of Loser and the likes of Camera. But you know, the likes of Saar. I mean, you know, Saar in that second half. If we, if he passed. Rather than have a shot, you know, when he was shooting, you know, shooting towards the Vic Road end in the second half, you never, you know, we could have been, you know, tuning up, and look what happened. So it's, um, you know, we are, we are where we are, and that's it. So, Nelly, no, great point, great point, Carl, Carlos, sir, I, I, I heard you in the game. What are your <laughs> thoughts post game? <laughs> well, well, firstly, um, uh, sorry, the Peter Crouch podcast is, um, is nothing. Without uh, Chris Stark, um, it's it it really is a typical Watford for for the results. As soon as um, as soon as Burnley got that that equaliser, I said I looked over to Jason. I said, uh, "Guys, the next two went went. We're going to lose this. This is it. We're going to lose." Um, but but 
as you will see on the uh, Do Not Scratch Your Eyes vlog, pardon me, as you will see on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes vlog, uh, we are quite happy about this because as long as Everton come down, we can deal with this. Everton need to come down. That is the only bit of good news that is going to come from uh, from our season because they, they believe that they are some massive side in untouchable territories. So if they come down, I, I can accept it. Um, today's performance is exactly what uh, we've seen all season. Um, to have Chris Stark on here is, is, is incredible, which myself and Justin have spoken to before. But as a Watford supporter, you have to admit, you have to go to some lengths and go, kind of go, we, des- we, we, we kind of deserve, deserve what we're getting. We, we haven't been good enough. We haven't been, our home form's been poor. We haven't achieved um, what we want to achieve this season. So maybe in the long run, in the grand scheme of things, going down isn't the worst thing in the grand, you know, in the world. It, 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 it might serve to, it might serve us to um, to come back up stronger and better. Who knows? But that's it for me. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Carlos. I, I think we can all agree that if Everton do go down, then uh, then then Frank Lampard will have been Watford's manager of the season. John, John Parslow, sir. How are you? If you press your, your mic button, you can come on. You've got you've got the back. Background of bird song. This is this is nice and joyous. How are you today after that? Yeah, hello, Peter. You've done the uh, how are you question, haven't you? So uh, uh, yeah, I, I I always do. <laughs> I'm in Chorleywood Common, walking the dog, so my family don't hate me. So uh, for kicking something in the house, but uh, yeah, I, actually, I, I'm I've got a few things to say. Really, it's interesting listening to Chris, but um, and I might upset about 99% of the fans on here so uh so i was sir this is the place for you to voice yeah. your opinion doesn't matter what it is you far okay. away so i was a little bit disappointed by the fans reaction at the end of the game directly at the players because ultimately i saw an overall team that that gave a lot more effort and played a lot better they all did what everybody's been asking for at the, at the end of games collectively as a whole they all came to the fans right and they got a lot of abuse, and it was slightly disappointing because I think I think there was some improvement. And I think there's some trying. It's not necessarily their fault in that game when it desperately needed a 75th minute substitution. Take Sar off, bring shore up the shore up the midfield. I can't remember if Cathcart was on the bench or not, but anyway, but bring a bit of experience to right back and just tie it down. We didn't do that, and I think this. And, and I understand the discussions about Duxbury and Gina Pozzo, but I've spoken with the cup for a long time. And honestly, um, it is be careful what you wish for. I, I believe they care. I had a little conversation with Peter this on Twitter this, today. I do believe they care, but but it's been shit. So it's poor. But the thing I want to ask, and I'd like other fans' view. So hopefully, for me, the whole thing is... We've got to get stability in coaching. We've got to get stability in management. Uh, you can blame the players for not being good enough. They're close. They're not good enough. A good coach, like Javi Gracia did, to an average team, may have gelled them into something better. But how can they do that when you have continual changes? Because they're con- continually adopting styles. So the question I've got for everybody on here is, next season, if we get the coach that we want, if it's a Russell Martin, if it's a Critcher, if it's a uh, Martinez, whoever it is, if we believe in that person, will we all collectively go, right, it doesn't matter if we lose the first five games of the season, we will stick 
we will stick with him. And as fans, we've got to call that as well, right? Because you've seen like Forest. So, okay, okay, they brought in Steve Keeper, so it's not the right example. But but there is a way back from from a problem. A coach needs some time, and you know we can't criticise the club now for having all that instability. If then when it starts to go wrong. We immediately jive in and go, right, got, get rid of the coach. Because we got used to that. We're part of the problem. We accepted it. I, you know, as well. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that quite what fans say influences the decisions of the chief executive, to be honest. I mean, I, I take your point that we all need to get behind the new guy. But, you know, it's not really down to us to say this. Listen, uh, Scott, it's time this guy went. Can you sack him? Because I don't, I'm not sure that that would actually be a be a thing. If you know what I mean. No, no, I understand that. I, no, I understand that. I, I, I agree. I don't think they do that. But I do feel we all want that stability. But we're also going to have to bite the bullet ourselves sometimes and be a little bit less reactive to when. I mean, at times we play quite well, right? Think about Brentford, right? So if loser had scored, we'd have all been buzzing, right? You know, King is the post, loser misses, and then suddenly it's Armageddon, which we understand it's just a huge amount of frustration, but it's marginal. The team just haven't been good enough, and we've got to reset. But I think we've got to reset as fans as well. You know, it's just it's just going to take a little bit of time. That's that's my point a little bit. I I know there's loads of frustration, okay, John. but there's a lot. We we need we need some patience. We're going to have to be a bit patient no. as well. Yeah. John, you're abs- no. That's a that's a great question, and we'll go to Neil and we'll ask him first of all. I mean, Neil, sir, hello. Um, I won't ask you how you are because I just got told off by John for doing that because I'm stupid. What would you like to say, sir? And will you be patient if the new manager next next season doesn't get off to a great kickoff for the first five games? Evening. Um, I'm actually quite disappointed. You ask me how I am because um, I'm actually brilliant. Right? Oh, I always get the wrong one. <laughs> go on. So, one nil down. I look at my Bet365 account and Burnley was 6-1 to one to win. So I lumped on it. So um, I'm very happy. It was so predictable, right? But to get back to, to answer Newell's and John's point, for me, the, the most important game that we've got ahead of us is the first game of the season. Oh, sorry, first home game of the season. Um, because the, through the constant change, we've set a culture now where we expect change. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the first game of the season or the first home game of the season is the only chance we've got to instill some kind of stability and foundation um, because we're only going to believe that there is stability. And I'm hypothesising it quite a bit once we start to see it and see and by it, I mean positive results on the pitch. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think some of the comments earlier, the, the posos as owners um, have the best interests of the club at heart. Okay, they also have their own financial gain at heart, um, but the two actually are intrinsically linked whilst they're owned. I do think that, um, and I think I've said it before, they're in a position where there's very little to challenge their thought process, um, and they have a belief in how to run a football club. And the consequence of that is that we change the manager every year. I mean, I, I remember when they first came in talking to an ex-player. Um, who knew quite a bit about the Udinese model, he said their view is that a manager has a two-year life cycle and each year they assemble a squad for a project and that project is the season. So we've had 10 years of that and probably seven of those, they've got away with it working because the end result has been favourable and we've had three where it hasn't and we're probably at the worst one now. 
So I, I'm, I'm of the mindset, and I guess it's a long way of answering your question, um, until I see something different in the way that they go about their business, I'm going to believe that we're going to end up in the same situation. And that, but for me, the same situation is we'll probably get out of the championship um, in one or two seasons because they'll bring in decent players um, that can do that. They've got a track record of doing that. But then we'll just survive in the Premier League. But until it starts to change, and by that, I, I don't mean social media activity. It's actual, you know, what happens and the decisions that they make. Because anybody can sit there and write, you know, write whatever. Like the idiots that, that, that put expletives off the back of social, or off the social media um, or the tweets. That's pathetic. But that's as pathetic as just putting out a statement that really you then don't deliver against. Which unfortunately is where Duxbury's been for um, probably this is the third year that he said this, or words to this effect. Yeah, so, certainly, certainly his his previous um, words have come back to to be echoed back to him after yeah, after and, yesterday because there were similarities. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we all know he's still going to pick up his thick end of a million quid salary. And I tell you, and I think I made the point before. Pretty damn sure he hasn't got a relegation clause in his contract. Now, if he actually believed in what he's saying. I would be looking for him to turn around and say, do you know what, I will take a drop in my wages and put that money into the playing budget or to do something with it. Because until he does that, all he really ever cares about is what he takes home at the end of each week, month or year, if it's a bonus. Um, but like I said, I'm trying not to get too wound up about it because I actually won some cash on it today. So I kind of feel a bit dirty about it, but... <laughs> It's going to buy me some, uh, a couple of drinks tonight to kind of take the pain off of it. And do you know what? I'm going to go and do exactly the same again next week and the next game. Too right. Anybody who can find a silver lining in the cloud of this season, well done. And if it involves taking money off of Bet365 or any other bookie, I'm all for it. Neil, great call. Thank you, sir. Alex, sir, what would you like Hello, to say? Oh, yeah, somebody else asking me how I am. This is so nice. I'm okay. Thank you very much indeed. See, no histrionics. I just tell you how it is. Alex, what do you want to say after today, mate? <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I just think, I think people agreed. When that goal went in, I texted my mates who aren't even Watford fans. And I just sort of went, watch this. And then about 90 seconds later, it happened. Um, it just has that sense of inevitability about it. When they scored, I mean, when we on the lap on it, it was too good to be true. I think it's what now, 11 home losses in a row in one yep, season, that's which the one. is a, a Premier League record. I think it, it must be Scott Duxbury. I, I think it's more... actually a top flight record. It, it is I a think top it's flight actually record. top flight. So that's the old Division One as well record. Uh, and I know this because I have a, a friend who's a Birmingham City fan who on Tuesday is going to be a right pain in the arse about it. So, yes, top flight. Well, I know they wanted to be history makers, the uh, ownership, but I don't really think that was the most appropriate one. No, I just... I think everyone's just feels very upset by everything. And I don't really know how that changes, to be honest with you. I I just, is it Scott Duxbury? I don't think it's the Potsos. I I just, you know, they run the club how they want to. But in terms of what's going to happen next season, I mean, I know in the statement they said that players like Kuchka, Goslin and Cleverly are going to still be around. It just already sounds bleak. But, you know, what can you change in one summer? To be totally honest. Sports Social, now on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. 
Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. What, what can, well, what can well you that's say? the question, we, isn't you know, it, really? They're all, they're all st- if if we go back to the summer of 2012, they 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 brought in about 36 lone players and Jan Franco Zola, and the place did change overnight. There is an opportunity to to press a reset button here. By the way, if anybody is wondering why everybody is now talking about Scott Duxbury rather than the Pozzo family, it was because at the recent uh, um, supporter committee, it w- it was stated that Scott had said, "Look, no, the 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 buck kind of stops with me, and I'm the one who's running this, and I'm the one who's making the decisions." Which is why I think the tone has directed towards uh, Scott Duxbury rather than the Pozzos in general. But also, of course, suddenly everybody is examining the the chairman's notes that that come out. Um, bearing in mind they have been coming out, to my understanding, I don't often get a program, but they've been coming out most weeks, I believe, this season. So probably not. Uh, not not surprising that. But that I was think there. last night was the first time it's been splashed on social media like that, isn't it? Or am I wrong there as well? I don't remember seeing that before. Is it, is it just me though? Does any other club do do that with chairman notes? I've I've genuinely never ever seen a club have like the chairman post up on social media every week. Is that just us? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's this just is regular. Weird. Does he I do it every week then? Is this something that happens every week? I, don't, I thought it was only in recent times, which was quite funny because we actually must have more Scott Duxbury statements than wins this season. But like, I just <laughs> I, I just don't know any other club that, that does it. I, I just Unless someone can correct me on it, I've never seen a, another club in the Premier League or in the EFL have comments on their chairman. I just find it a bit peculiar. And it just, I think there's room for it. I definitely think there's room for it if you are going to be human about it and if you like he was yesterday so but if if you're not going to do that and if you are going to kind of live in a vacuum and and sort of do a keep calm and carry on then there's no place for it whatsoever in my opinion and and it's difficult because the reason why this is up here to be anybody's you know kind of opinion uh is because people will look at it in different ways Justin and I and Carl did a podcast in the in, in the midweek when we talked about the PR disasters and the things that everybody would like to see done. And one of the things that we talked about with the PR disasters was obviously the social media. And Justin himself called out and said, it needs somebody to come on with a bit of humility, a little bit of kind of, you know, take it. And then voila, the next day you see some humility. So when you've been asking for that, it's very hard to turn around and say, oh, you don't mean it. But lots of other people have gone, yeah, but we've heard this before. And we, you know, we're on we're on 10 straight defeats. It's very, very I just, difficult. It, it, it tend to, I don't mean to battle the bloke, but I just I just never forget when we when we got relegated two years ago and, you know, they, they did the whole rest assured, we will do everything we can to get back to the league and, and rest assured things will change. Um, and it just seems just like a load of total, well, I guess not lies, but what from what Scott Duxbury said, you know, two years ago, the last two years, you know, in terms of like, in my job, if I told somebody that I was going to do something and I just did the entirely opposite, I would, they would get rid of me. I wouldn't have an opportunity to go back and say, OK, I've made another mistake here. Can I please have another chance? I just, I, maybe this question needs to be asked to him sort of, 
you know, do you think you've done your job well? Because I know off the pitch is great, but it really matters on the pitch, let's be honest. And if not, uh, do you still think you should be in the position? Is that not uh, a unreasonable thing Alex, uh, no, that is a perfectly reasonable thing to ask. I would suggest that very few of us probably have jobs where there are 19 better funded other people whose entire express wish is to stop you doing your job. I think, but I don't think anybody thinks that being in the Premiership or being a chairman of a Premiership team is an easy thing to do. I do think it's become such an uneven playing field that it's, it's, it's frankly ridiculous. However, if you come out and make those statements, you've got to be exactly as you say, you've got to be picked up on them. Um, I think we need to go to, um, uh, thank you for that, Alex. Uh, Terry, sir, are you there? Terry's been waiting for ages to get on and I desperately wanted to have him on because last time he told us about all the people that he met at uh, at the Brentford game. Where are you, Terry? Oh, they, there you are. Bear with me. Fat thumbs here. Hello, Terry. We finally get to you. Now, um, I need to know, did you meet any famous people? And if you claim you met Chris Stark at the ground today, we'll know you're lying because he's up in Blackpool <laughs> listening to us. Yeah, no, I'm not going to sound long because I'm just picking up a chippy tea and I've just driven, I just drove <laughs> to the wrong chip shop. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a scream. If that isn't a metaphor for this season, <laughs> I don't know what is. It's so true. Yeah, I really just wanted to say that, obviously, stating the obvious, we've done the typical Watford thing and let in two goals, obviously, when we shouldn't have. We sat back. We don't have the defensive capabilities to be able to sit back and allow pressure. Um, we're a joke. And, uh, yeah, pe- you know, people need to be held accountable for the position we're in, whether or not it be Duxbury or anyone who's uh, who makes key decisions with players and whatnot. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not he's, he's Stark, his mate, he needs to be held accountable. And if not him, the owners or someone else, I don't know, maybe Charlie that works in the chippy, maybe he should be held accountable for me just driving to the wrong chip shop. But um, yeah, people have to take uh, responsibility for, for where we are. So the players obviously have to take some of that responsibility and then uh, people higher up. And uh, I hope the next time you have these committee meetings, you were. Uh, you lynch the bloke, or he should be hung, drawn, and quartered. Does seem well, a bit you... extreme. It's a bit extreme. It does. Yeah, it mean, does. You know, yeah, I'm not sure if we can bring any sort of medieval punishments back in 2022. But um, yeah, no. Well, you'd have to get him through the turnstiles first <laughs> to get into the meeting. So I don't think that's going to happen. So true. But no, uh, so, very disappointing. T- Terry, Terry, yeah. we've just we've just done a thing on financials. Don't make me have to deal with another set of stocks. No, no, none of that. Boom! Drops. Oh dear, oh Talking dear, Peter. Stock, no, I am hungry. I'm going to go, boys. But um, yeah, thanks for all your go hard on, work mate. and uh, have a good evening. Good Cheers, Terry. Have a good one, mate. There we go. From Hello. from famous people to chip shops. Thomas, sir, I've, I've finally got you in. You've been waiting so patiently. If you hit the mic button at the bottom left. Yeah, all, um, oh, all right. There you are. How I nearly said it. What would you like? What would you like to tell us today, sir? Uh, well, other people will be coming to you. I mean, go on, Tom. It's just the most predictable thing ever, really. I we're impressively good at losing now, and it's actually it's. It's impressive to watch. It's the kind of thing that would go on a CV and, and kind yeah. of, you know, you go, oh, that's good, and then realise what it meant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's painful, but expected. Well, I think it's got to the point where it doesn't hurt anymore, and that's what's worrying. Yeah. It, it's, it's now got to the point where these games, you, you walk away, you've lost at home again, and it doesn't really hurt anymore. It's just like, yeah, well, that's what happens. You know, that's that's the way it goes. And, I mean... Over the years, it's just going to get more and more difficult to compete with these huge clubs that are getting bought out 
by investors Absolutely. from other countries, especially Middle Eastern ones. And we just can't really compete. And even if we do get back into the Premier League with maybe a half-competent squad, there's no guarantee that we can even compete by then because it's just going to get worse. Say maybe another club gets taken over, maybe another relegation potential club. And even if rele- like in Everton get relegated with us, yes, that would be very funny and it would annoy a lot of scousers like it did today. We would be, I mean, that's basically a complete one's uh, first spot in the championship. So we can't win the title then, unless they completely mess it up. But, well, and don't forget as well, Norwich will come down with us. They always seem to be there or thereabouts at the top um, yeah. in the championship. And then there's a lot of other teams underneath them that are competing yeah. as well. So the f- anyone that says, oh, we'll go straight back up is really living a, in, a, in a bit of cloud cuckoo land because that, that ain't guaranteed at all very true very true thomas thank you for that mikey um we got you in we've still got loads of people to get through so uh, uh if, if you try to uh, if you press the mic button at the bottom left of the screen you should be able to g'day mikey what... hello hello sir what, what would you like to what are your observations from today I, I mean i think for me it's more the fact that i i've i've listened to quite a lot of these things every week and we all seem to debate what at what point in the match we start to turn off um, we um for me today it was on about the seventy eighth minute when I heard the commentators saying that we've haven't con- we we've conceded eight goals in the last uh, in added time and we haven't kept a clean sheet at home and I think I think it's just getting to the point now where it's it's inevitable that our defense is just going to collapse at the end of the match. I mean, I, I religiously watched the, the the season in the championship and there wasn't one point in the entire season where I thought we wouldn't go back up. And then we've had the we, we've had the other side of it this year where there wasn't one point where I thought we'd stay up. <laughs> do, do you think a season in the championship, and I appreciate people, some people will say, no, we aren't going to be up the top end. We've got to worry about shooting through, so to speak. My, my personal thought is that the, the Potso network and some of the players that, that Ed mentioned earlier on who come in from Udinese are possibly, you know, at the top end of the championship, possibly not good enough. Well, almost definitely not good enough uh, in some positions there for the premiership. Do you think that a, a, a season in the championship could help reset? It didn't last time, but what do you think moving forward? See, I, I mean, I, my earliest memories of, of Watford Football Club was when we spent four seasons finishing 13th. And we had good players and we we played good football, but we were never at that end product. Whereas the Potsos have taken us to the point where we, we can now stay sort of... We don't want to be turning into like the likes of Norwich where we're yo-yoing, but at the same time... We shouldn't have gone down two seasons ago. We were very unlucky to go down. And I think if we'd have stayed up, we wouldn't have had the issues we have now. We've got players like Joao Pedro that is is a top quality championship player that just he, he isn't good enough for the Premier League. What do you think he lacks? I think experience. Um, he, he he's still a young lad. If, if he'd have come in at the start of the last season and then got his experience in the championship and then pushed on, but we've got players like we've got players like Ishmael Assar that has had obviously injury issues this year and players that we're going to now lose 
like Emmanuel Dennis. If if we'd have if I think if we'd have made the correct managerial appointment, I think we would have been all right. What do you think would have happened if we'd stuck with Cisco? I mean, we we wouldn't have been in a worse position than we are now, would we? Oh, definitely not. No, um, I I said this the other. I said this about four weeks ago on Twitter. I said I said um, we would be in no worse position now, other than the fact that we would we would actually be almost better off in the sense that we would have a manager that has worked with the players for longer. I mean, the the commentators on Sky Sports today said Roy Hodgson was sat there like he was on holiday. Barton to be fair, he wasn't well, was he? I think. I think there was a, an illness issue with Roy Hodgson, which is why uh, Ray Lewington was kind of doing the coaching today. I think, if I remember correctly, yesterday I read that Roy wasn't well um, and wasn't actually supposed to be there today. So that might be a slightly different thing. Oh, okay. Well, they they did not mention that on on Gillette Soccer Saturday. <laughs> they, I think. Uh, I think there's also the fact that if. If if you're in the Sir Elton John stand, and if you if you look at it for a while, I'm in the family stand, so I'm in the shade. But people are forever kind of covering their eyes and and uh, and oh, it's horrendous. It, so. It's horrendous from from that east stand. The sun's in your eyes for the whole game, pretty much. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, we don't just have Chris Dunn. We also have renowned author Pete Fincham on the call, whose book The Pressure Drop has had excellent reviews and is currently sitting on my tink, my Kindle, awaiting uh, awaiting reading. So, uh, a well known Watford fan there, Pete. Well done. Uh, you know, congratulations on the book. I look forward to getting to it and uh, and and look forward to uh, seeing what you do next. Well known face. Another well known name though to this to these to these pastures is Katie. Katie. How are you? How was your day? And how would you like to review this? If you come off, uh, if you press the mic button, you can come on and tell us what you thought of the game today. Um, Hi. I've got to be honest. Oh. Um, for the oh. first, sorry, it's Pete here. Is that, uh, is, is it not my, oh. is it not my turn? <laughs> no, uh, Pete, Pete, just, just hold on there for, for just two minutes. No, then. you can go, you can go first. Oh. I, I'll wait, it's Okay. <laughs> This is the most polite podcast. This is how you do polite podcasts, Chris Stark. I'm just saying. <laughs> Peter, looking forward to the book. What were your thoughts of today, though? Um, for the first time in 10 years, I play cricket. Um, but, but <laughs> just because just being blunt, I mean, as many of you know, I've, I've, had a, I've had a few issues the last couple of years. And um, my attendance at the Vic is not what it once was. But the, the tuning in from afar has become a regular regular part of my my life um but but today i think was a step too far for me after a recent recent performances and and i i always hated the person i've become the one who commentates while not being in the ground i used to scream at the radio you know you weren't there what gives you the right but i'm i'm so impressed that people have been going because it's, it's different in the old days when i say the old days i mean the sort of the 90s and the the bad parts of the the first 20 odd years of this decade um because there was there was at least a bond between the the fans and the players the players they knew that if they didn't give 100% and not all players give 100% every game but if they didn't give that effort then they'd be they'd be rightly um ter- turned upon not just on the on, on the pitch but actually in the town and and in the clubs but this current crop don't have any relationship partly because they're so chopped and changed um but actually partly because they are what I would describe as football mercenaries. They're only in for a short period of time. And the reason for that is there's no continuity off the pitch 
around the coaching staff. And if there's no continuity there, the players are obviously not going to feel a continuity. And until we can get that bond back, and of course, no owner wants to aspire to having three managers in a season um, or two on a good year. No owner wants that. But until they actually address what's going on in their previously successful heads, this is not going to change. We'll probably go back up next season, not learn anything from it. And I, you know, I, I'm I'm I am sympathetic towards the role of Scott Duxbury. I'm very sympathetic because he actually doesn't have a great deal of power. The power starts and stops with the Pozzo family and their their role and their ethos and their way of doing things, which may have been successful a number of years ago, but we've been found out. Our coaching, uh, sorry, our, our scouting network is no better than anyone else's because guess what? Everyone's got computers now. It was slightly different with the global network with a, a nice little uh, infrastructure that gave them unfettered access to the Ecuadorian second division. But now everybody's got it. <laughs> We're nothing special. And until we address the fundamental wrong that is going on in the decision-making processes from the top, I, I really am very concerned. So this, today, I, at 48 years old, I filled in for my mate's cricket team. I was out for a golden duck and we lost by 100 runs. But I had a really good time. I think you make some really good points there, uh, Pete, um, to be fair. I think there's some very, very good points. On the, the, the whole thing about the players... Um, do you think we're missing uh, a key figure like Troy Deeney this season? And maybe that's why we've got away with it previously, where we've got someone in the dressing room that can probably, you know, bring them together a bit and tell them a little bit about, you know, this is what we're expecting and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and he's missing this season and that might be a difference. Well, I think if you look at where we've been successful in the past, we've always had that Troy-like figure. I think Troy is probably, you know, shown by his performances for Birmingham this season, probably it was a season too long. Um, and that's that's nothing personal. He was a great servant. But you look at our great years, the the ninety late nineties. There was plenty of characters in that team. You know, this week was Steve Palmer Day, where it was celebrated the uh, um, him wearing all those shirts in that season. Um, you had you had the Moonies. You had the sort of more subtle characters like um, Gibbs, and you had like, genuine leaders like Page and um, and the such like. But there was a bond, and that's because that team stayed together for two three years. A little tinkering each season, not wholesale changes and certainly not three changes a year with the, with the manager. You look at historically the great teams, they all have a core, they have a spine that is consistent, is improved year on year and not fundamentally ruined and starting again. Um, but yes, a character, a leader. I mean, who is the leader in that team? Because I tell you what, you know, Sissoku, much as he's done a decent enough job, not great, but he's decent enough. There is nothing. There is just a bunch of disinterested souls. And I, I, I'm not one of these people who say, oh, don't blame the players. They can... No, I blame the players. Absolutely blame the players because they look disinterested. They are, they are weak in character. And they are, um, frankly, by and large a disgrace to the shirt when you ask for pound for pound return on what we've given them, what we, our club, gives them. We get nothing in return comparatively. In 2000, 2001, the average wage of the championship player was £126,000 a year. We're paying that a week now. I'd have that team a hundred times over than this wretched bunch. Wow. Absolutely fantastic, that. I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad, Pete, that you had a, you, you know, despite the golden duck, you had a day of peace and karma and tranquility, and we brought you on and made you think about uh, Premiership footballers' wages. I do apologise, sir. Um, 
And Chris, and Chris Stark, if you want my book, to DM me. <laughs> Can I just say before you go to KEP uh, that the Turfcast is listening. Hello, Joe. How are you? Told you you were going to uh, get three points, didn't I? There you go. Over to you, Pete. Yes, that certainly was the prediction. Pete, thank you very much indeed. If, if for nothing else than making Justin actually say the words, some great opinions there, Pete, because those aren't words he normally uses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Katie. Katie, thank you so much for for stepping back and letting uh, letting Mr. Fincham step in there. Um, what what were your thoughts of today? How are you? Um, I'm I'm okay. Um, I was just saying because I've literally been stuck in like so much traffic getting back home, and I've been listening for like the past like hour. And I have to say, everyone has literally made like such good points. Like everyone, everyone who has spoken, I've literally been, just you know when you're like nodding along, like it's so like the fact that everyone is it's almost like a way of like togetherness the fact that I can literally be like yes these points are so good anyway I was so sad because I was literally sitting there it was like the 75th minute and I was literally going wow I'm actually enjoying this game of football like this is I'm actually feeling positive and I was thinking oh I'm gonna go on the like Twitter space and I'm gonna be like yeah like the atmosphere was so good like the players were so good and I was literally thinking in my head so much about like what I was gonna say and be like so positive but then obviously (laughs) they did score two goals so we can't be positive anymore um but no I, I I have to say obviously this is spoken about like every week but the the I literally don't think I've disliked a player as much as I dislike Saar right now he has gone from being such a favorite to literally like I don't care if he like did like I he is so frustrating to watch especially in games where it's like playing with 10 men because he does nothing he doesn't even like challenge for balls or run or then he, he makes his like decision making is so bad like he'll literally shoot from like so far out when he's obviously not even trying to get it on target and he'll like not do it if like someone could be free like running like I think there was a thing today where I think Pedro was literally next to him free and he was like I was literally pass the ball and then he literally passed to Dennis who was being marked by two players like it's it's those types of things where I'm literally thinking oh my god what are you doing like it's just if I was if I was the manager I'd be going okay well that's fine if you if you're leaving in the summer that's cool but you're not going to play now because you obviously you're not playing for the club. You're not playing for the badge. You're not doing anything. So that was why I, I just, it, and it's the same thing. This has happened for ages now. He's just not been good enough. Um, I think also, again, I don't think we were that bad today. Burnley were awful. They were really, really awful. We actually played really well. And people have said this. I know people have already said this, but it's on, it's on the tactics today because in the 60th, 70th minute, you can obviously see the players are so tired, there needs to be a change in shape or formation or anything. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Roy and you're going, okay, well, you've got King on the bench, you've got, you know, Kembe on the bench, put them on. And he didn't even make a sub once. That is so poor from him. Like, I don't, say, I wouldn't say, oh, that's the reason we lost because, like, I don't know. But if you can visibly see your players getting tired, I'm pretty sure, like, they were almost... You could see them looking over, being like, get me off, like, I'm so tired. Two players had just come back from an injury, uh, Kutska and Kiko. How are you not thinking to, like... Okay, they can only play 60 minutes. Like, it, it's just... 
it was not fair on the players because then they're exhausted. And that's when you make mistakes. Like, it wasn't perfect today, but it was better than I had ever, a much better performance than I had seen all season. And they actually came out and they fought. And, you know, in the end, yes, we lost and we are relegated. But whatever, like, it is so sad to lose a game in that, in that way. And it's happened so much this season that we've lost or we've been winning and or in the last minute of the game and like it does it does make you it does make you sad I, I like people say to me oh why do you care like oh I don't care anymore but like it how can you not care like how can you not feel sad about this like it is it is really really sad when this happens absolutely Casey great great call as always Katie is one of, um, you know, and, and hopefully you guys consider this to be something of a community and the contributions, you know, today have been superb as they always are. And we have, you know, a community of people who just come on and listen or listen on the podcast. But we also have people who come on and just go, look, you know, I, I, I want to say something here today. And you're absolutely right. It would have been lovely for you to be able to come on and say, what a performance, how well we did. I think the last time we won, I think, and you came on with Southampton. And it was, yeah. you know, it was a great game. And I said, how did you, how did you like it? And you went, I don't know, there's kids everywhere because the Junior Hornets yeah. had an event. Oh but God, it, yeah. <laughs> it was at least something to, to not have to say. And yes, we caved at the end, but hey, these are the things. Katie, another great call. Um, I'm going to go over to uh, to Pidge from TMA TV, who I finally got to shake hands with today outside the, uh, <laughs> outside the bunker. How are you, Pidge? It's an honour honor to meet you, mate. Not at all. <laughs> Sir, what were your reactions <laughs> after today? <laughs> and, right, and, um, and Pidge, Pidge, after you, we then have to go to Chris Stark. I just wanted to say that it sounded the kind of thing I should say. So, first to you, yeah, then to Chris. That's all right. It's um, Chris is Chris will feel like it's um, coming on straight after like the uh, the Rock Hogan sort of main event, mate. That's what it'll be like. <laughs> um, uh, look, from the game, uh, Katie had a good point actually. For 60 minutes, he actually we actually played all right. I thought we played really well. Got ourselves 1 0 up at half time. I was happy with that. But I was saying to my friend alongside me that we have to we have to get whilst we were in that ascendancy, we had to get that second goal, um, which clearly tossed us at the end. But I do blame a lot of this on Roy, um, the players as well. Um, the fact that we were screaming at about 25 20 minutes to go, bring on a sub. They were like Katie said that we were clearly the players were clearly knackered. They gave as much as they could today, um, and which I do applaud them for. And we needed to make some subs, not for the sake of making subs, but you know, possibly tweak the formation slightly, bring a few fresh faces on, um, just to freshen it up. Because okay, and like I said, a lot of people have been saying Burnley were poor. We were just defensively once again, and we've seen this is not the first time, and it's not. Oh my God, you know, it's a last minute goal. We've seen this too often where. The team is knackered. We don't make the sufficient changes, and we get punished. And yeah, I was I was livid at Roy today. Usually, I don't blame the manager, but I was yeah really pissed off with that. And it was just shame because, like I say, sixty minutes. I thought we played really well. To be fair, good points. Good points. Quick question. I'll ask you, and I'll also ask Chris just at the end because because uh, oh. I'd like to ask him certainly this question. We go into the championship next season. Matty Vidra is up on a free. I thought he was outstanding today, but not the Matty Vidra that we remember, but somebody who would uh, make make runs, hold up the ball, clever passes, moving it around. If you were offered Matty Vidra and Ashley Barnes, would you take it for the forward line next year? Vidra, 100%. 
Only because Barnes done me heading today, I'm not even going to talk about him because it will just make this whole podcast blue in the face. But um, yeah, <laughs> Matty Fitra for the championship, 110% for next season. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with him. But uh, yeah, we just, it's funny because this team that we, if we kept this team together, we, that, that league is really average league. I mean, the te- we went on a fantastic run when we got promoted, but we were quite average until we went on that run and it's a it's a poor league we've got to make sure we did the right things at the right times and we could get some success from that but i like i said to you before mate and like i say i was very very happy and privileged to have met you today and uh i said to you that we need to we need to rebuild next year in the right way and let's you know and i'll be happy with progress as long you know finish even if we finish just outside the playoffs but i can see some progress next season but um yeah let's wait and see mate that would be good that would be good chris so i saw a hand go up i don't know if you're uh if you're you're, you're still there so not, i can't ask you about your 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 thoughts about matty vidra today because you're in blackpool that was a stupid thing of me to say no 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 it's a uh, well yeah i can't give too many opinions on that <laughs> but i um i'm on my way to blackpool at the moment ah. i've been li- i've listened to all of this and um i totally agree with is, is it katie or kate i totally agree it's katie with what you're yep. saying. It's, it's been amazing hearing everyone and actually it's been a bit of light relief um and, and we need that silver lining kind of thing considering this this season's done and and it's been shit well one of the worst um but i do think there's been progress overall and i think two seasons ago we do have to remember with what was said we, d- we did go up and that was great. I do feel we've made a bit of a mess of it this season. Um, but I just really hope we can replicate that and, and come back up. I, th- I think it's really fair points as well in saying that if we do come back, it would be better that we, you know, do have that identity and come into the Premier League in a different way. If we'd scraped through this season, I'm not sure how fixed it would have been um, by by the summer. And I do think the Troy thing's really interesting. You know, I was I was there at that game when we went up against Millwall and I know there was no crowds in the stadium but I was doing the Hive Live stuff and mm-hmm. you know it, it was interesting because then you can hear everything that's been shouted and said but like it's, it's bizarre situation to be in that stadium when it was empty and Troy was sat in the stand just to the right of me actually and he was just shouting the whole game he was on edge sort of uh, hovering in front of his box as in yeah. you know, his, his box at the top and and um he was he was just stood there just shouting at the players and it was constant and it was it was almost like a coach you know and you it was funny because you had Troy on one side of the pitch you had Duxbury at the other side of the pitch just screaming concentrate and then you had the, the manager as well and it was like I was sat there just I found the whole thing fascinating but anyway there's been a lot of you know a huge amount of negativity I just wanted to offer a tiny bit of light relief because I'm on my way to. Um, DJing Blackpool tonight. I'm DJing with with Scott Mills tonight, and he's in the car with me, and he's been listening as well to the last few. Um, I, I've just been talking about this Twitter space and, and why I love it, and I thought it was a bit of a, a light relief for everyone. We could get Scott Mills's thoughts on what Watford need to do. Um, Go for it, yeah. Get him you know, on. Why not? Absolutely. Um, Terry will be gutted he's not here and he's in, in the chip shop instead. Scott, what would you like to add, sir? Welcome. Yeah, guys, I've been listening to uh, everything that's been uh, been said. I mean, for what it's worth, I just think they need to, you know, uh, play the youngsters and, and clear out the dead wood. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he raises good points there as well. <laughs> no but proxy whatsoever. Fantastic. Yeah, love that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, I just want to say, is, you know, again, just in a slight bit of positivity here, I just think what you guys do with this Twitter space after the game, you know, especially for some of the fans like like myself and I know a couple that have got through today that haven't been able to attend as many games as we would like this season. Um, you, you know, it's it keeps us involved, especially when we can't see the game. You know, I didn't see the game today and um, it's just a great space for everyone to be talking in and maybe this is the model, maybe this is the thing that just needs to happen, you know, a regular sort of post-match conference in a way with, with members of the club and, and all sorts and just have these conversations and hear opinions there's no one right answer i think to any of this and so well done guys for setting up the twitter space and it's a thing that i hope you continue into next season as well and Certainly i'm shut will. up i mean scott and and simon who's driving us are listening in the car and and um, yeah cute good work everyone you guys. and have a good bank holiday everyone try and enjoy it you too chris thank you very much mate absolutely fantastic yeah thank you scott as well that's nice, isn't it, Pete? We if will it, carry on doing this as well. We are going to carry on doing this. And it's nice to be to get the feedback that it's worthwhile doing as well because, obviously, you know, you, you do these things sometimes and you think, oh, you know, people come on, but do they really find it valuable? So to, to get feedback that it's valuable is, is fantastic. Thank you, Chris. Well, well in fairness, I, I had a mouthful of water and I just spat it across my laptop just out, out of honour of, uh, of the two of them joining. Well done. Well done indeed. We have got um, Mal. Mal, sir, how are you, sir? We've, uh, we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. Um, have you got any positivity that you can add to the group? Um, we've got uh, this. And then, um, Rupert, we're going to come to you to probably close us off. So there'll be some positivity. Mal, how are you, sir? Hi. Um, gutted. <laughs> down always <laughs> as everyone is no welcome doubt. to Watford supporting <laughs> um my my thing I've asked this uh to Pidge uh and that before um everyone keeps going on about playing the youth next season in the championship do you mm-hmm. think that's going to be um too much for the young players one one of the things that I mean, we did a, a midweek one. We did a midweek pod where I wobbled on for twenty five minutes about the finances. Um, we're probably going to do something not dissimilar about the situation with the youth, because I don't think it's a question of we can bring people straight in and they're there. I think, and Justin, keep me honest here. In the recent committee uh, uh, supporters committee. It was it was mentioned that there were two or three who might be bought bought in and bought bought forward. That's my, exactly correct. Yeah, there yeah. was there was mention of a few that were that we haven't seen before that are ready to step up to the first team. Plus, um, bringing back the likes of Hungbo, and I don't know if uh, Denny Bashiro was was it, uh, mentioned, but certainly Hungbo was um, very much touted as being one for next season as well. So, yeah, um, and and in the in the same way, we also then went to. The, uh, the, uh, a second pod that was released. We did two pods. My, you know, what, what can I say? We didn't Productive, sleep. Productive, eh? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, almost, yes. Production is, is no assurance of quality, of course. Um, so we did another one where uh, Justin had asked everybody about what their five actions were going to be, um, you know, for, for, for this summer. And I think it's probably worth just going, going through a couple of those. Obviously, there were lots of calls for Scott to go because uh, Scott Duxbury to go because he had said, you know, the buck stops with me. He'd taken it on him. And suddenly the, the kind of the, the crosshairs have moved from, from, uh, from, from Gino Pozzo across to Scott Duxbury getting rid of Roy. But the other, co- the, 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 the other one was always try and get Luther back at the center or at the heart 
emotionally, spiritually, organisationally of the club. Why why have we not got him there? But then the, the the fourth one that was always the same, we had some real out ones like carrot cake. That was interesting. But the fourth one was about get the youth in, get the youth and get a young manager and give him some time. And what we'll be talking about on the podcast is this thing called um, the EPPP, the um, uh, 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 Oh, crikey, I can't the excellent player performance plan, our, our elite player performance plan, of which we are category C. There are 27 clubs in this country who are category A. Any one of those can come and nick our best youth products at any point, just the way that Jaden Sancho did. So we discussed we discussed a bit of that um, when we were talking about, about that. But we're going to go into what that means and what it would mean from a cost perspective. But Mal, it would not be a quick fix for next season, definitely. Maybe two or three, but but not all the rest. Uh, what what are your thoughts around around next season, positive or negative? Uh, undecided at the moment. I'm hoping that. They can keep a couple of um, the experienced players, and um, but I just think that forty-six games are gonna, might be too much for a lot of the young ones to be playing. Um, obviously, plus cup matches as well. Which of the uh, experienced players would you like to see remain? Um, I, I think uh, Kucha could be a good one. Um, with his experience and that. Uh, also, um, Kamara, obviously, he's got to stay. And um, Pedro and Hernandez. Good shout. Mal, thank you, sir. Always good to hear from you. Um, uncle, 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 Ro- uh, uncle Ron, but I will definitely call you Rupert. You see, I'm finally getting there. If you want to just hit your mic button. You, you mentioned earlier on um, why you thought... Oh. Oh. Who's Hello? that? Who's that, really? Rupert? Uh, it's my son in the background. Oh, that was that was a nice homely thought. What would you, what would you like to add in the presence of your family? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's going to temper you, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if Chris Stark is still there, but he said if anyone had a question for him, um, I do have a question for him. Um, I'm wondering why he's such an apologist for the owner and uh, the chairman because um, he said it could be worse with another owner. Well, it. it no, it's never been worse. We've never lost 11 home games in a row. And I'm nearly 50 years old. So how could it be worse? We're nearly 200 million in debt. We have a 39-year-old in goal who's an imbecile who thinks it's all just a joke. Um, various other middle-aged players who can't last 90 minutes. It's never been worse. Never been worse in my lifetime. And perhaps he likes the owner because he, you know, he puts them in a few videos. But uh, I think it's never been worse. Well, that's your take on it, uh, Ron. And you are, Rupert, God almighty, I will get to call you one name one day. I won't, I won't necessarily ask uh, Chris to come back and, and, and reply to that. Simply no, because it's... All, it's all good. I don't mind replying. It's fair enough, isn't it? No, no, absolutely. If you wish to, Chris, no problem at all. But, uh, you know, you have already said that, you, you know, you are... Uh, you know, you, you know uh, Scott well, and I wouldn't ask anybody to turn on a friend in any situation. But no, if you're no, happy no. to answer the question, sir. No, it's, it's it's fair enough. I think. What was the name of the last guy? Sorry. It, it, he has he he has many names, but Rupert is the one we go with. Oh, uh, Rupert. Um, no, I, I, it's his perception of me is not is not the reality of, you know, what what 
what it is. Scott, I've been really clear, actually. Scott Duxbury's a, a friend. Um, in terms of what I've said on here, is just that I sometimes get a bit of an insight because he is a, a friend of mine. And um, that doesn't mean I agree with everything he does. I'm not an... Did he call me an apologist? <laughs> not an apologist. I just see... And, that, you know, I said this when we went up. I see a guy... And I know his family and I see the stress that he was under and, and the hard work that he does. I see some people at the club who, you know, often describe to me what it'd be like if he wasn't there. And maybe I see a bit more than just the tip of the iceberg with Duxbury. And um, and so, no, I'm not I'm not an apology. I'm not coming here campaigning for him. You've you've asked questions about why I stick up for him. Why I stick up for him one because I think he, he's done amazing things at Watford. Um, I think this season's been an absolute horror show. Um, but but I don't think that is just his fault. And I'm not here to fly the flag uh, for Scott Duxbury. I'm here to be a, a fan and talk about my opinions. My opinions are shaped largely by my friends around me, from my best mates who, you know, one of which is very fed up with everything <laughs> to do with the club. <laughs> And um, and in my instance with Scott, I think it's pretty petty to say um, that I like him because what was it? He puts me in some video. I don't really know what he means by that. Um, but no, I think I think you got to remember first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a fan that's been a fan for a very long time there, and um, and I've got to know Scott. And why I speak about Scott in these kind of situations is because I just have to give what I see it and I have to say how I see it and I have to give my opinion. And that's that's kind of what this is all about. Um, I don't know, I felt slightly attacked uh, by, by what you're saying there because it's, it's not the... I, don't, I just don't think it's the reality of the situation. You know, for me, this season's just been so not what any of us would have liked and we've got to make some changes and uh, I don't I don't have the answer to that um, but when I hear people talk about other people's characters or we're all discussing uh, insight into how decisions are made and who should be accountable I think everyone everyone involved should be accountable Scott the team the owners every, everyone that and it's right that everyone should be accountable my point earlier was I don't necessarily think that getting rid of people is is the is the right answer because and it was quite patronizing in the way that he put it which I didn't really understand I have seen owners at the club that are worse no this season's been horrific I agree with that but we have had owners in the time that I've been a fan which is less than the guy before um, who've, who've brought the club to the brink of ruin and we can't allow that situation to ever happen again change might be a good thing but i think there's going to be huge changes that are going to happen from going back to the championship and building up to the premier league and i'm not sure getting rid of people um is the, is the simple answer to that in the way that some people are suggesting now that's just my opinion um and i i, I very well could be wrong and, and also i should say i'm not an apologist i'm not campaigning for anyone I'm not paid. The, the notion that I get put in some videos, I don't really understand what that means. Um, anything I do for the club is where I want to try and be able to show my support and um, 
and you know and I do that through my job as much as I can uh, but first and foremost I'm a fan and I think that's the most important thing that we all remember in this space is that everyone's coming with opinions from the point of view of their own and that they're fans and um, and we're listening to, to everyone's I think um, I think think that's all fair to say. Absolutely. And I think, like you say, opinions, very, very welcome, uh, obviously, on this space, because that's that's what makes it what it is. But perhaps, you know, personal attacks aren't welcome. Um, But, um, yeah, I think you uh, responded magnificently there. Thank you, Chris. I think I think I think Rupert would uh, would not would not hope that he was attacking you, but he does have a certain tone that would that would suggest that he is. Um, he's always one for the. He's also the pantomime character on here, and is always the one on the most extreme. Um, Chris, thank you so much for that, and so much for responding, and thank you so much for taking you know Watford everywhere you go. Because it, you take it everywhere you go, which is what a supporter does. Um, look, we're going to bring this to, to an end as we've as we've hit the top of the hour. Last week, Terry, that was Terry, who was in a chip shop earlier. You can't say we're not varied. Um, told us all about all the famous people that he met at the Brentford game. Uh, there weren't many people that he excluded, but this week, this week, we have had Scott Mills, we've had Chris Stark, and we've had a successful published author now, Pete Fincham, Terry. Go and pick the bones out of that one, mate. That's rather good. Uh, a huge thank you to everybody who has contributed, Radio 1 DJ or not. Um, thank you so much for all the regular people who contribute and all of you guys listening. It's been a shit show of a season, let's be honest. We all know that. Um, we've got to hope because what's the point of supporting without hope? Whether or not Scott is there next season, last uh, last night, um, the, the the release of the notes and obviously in the programme, there was there was a show of 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 humility, whether or not it is a repeat of words that are easily said and have just been put out by the comms department. We don't know. And we might not know until maybe even this time next season. But you hope that these little tiny steps go in the right direction. Things like the Supporters Committee should, or certainly could and should have been, a massive good step, but it's been mishandled by the club. Uh, probably the only surprise is that we're surprised that the comms department make a make a mess of it. But thank you so much for everybody's time today. It's another kick in the gut um, in terms of a result and for the season. But let's all hang on to that very, very tiny, tiny consolation that Frank Lampard may be just good enough a manager to bring Everton down this year. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, And we look forward to speaking to you again after the next game. Justin. Well done, Peter. Thank you very much for hosting that once again, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, everybody. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at DNSYE underscore podcast. Um, make sure you listen to our podcast as well. That's um, that's always very nice. You can find them anywhere you can get a podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, etc., etc., etc. And yeah, it's been lovely having you all contributing and listening again. Thank you very much. Brilliant stuff. And I can imagine that somewhere in a car, somewhere up the M6, Scott Mills is saying, how far is it to Blackpool? <laughs> See you again next week, guys. Take care now. Thank you. See ya.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.